We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. You guys, Cody and Derek, here with you always. And guys, today we're going to be talking about five musts that the Colts have to do this offseason in order to get back into playoff contention. We're not talking Super Bowl contention here, guys, so we know that's a little bit far off right now, but... We are wanting to talk about what the Colts need to do to get back on track to where they were at the beginning of 2021. So first things first, before we even get into uh, the positions of need, uh, something that you know people would probably gloss over, and that is the offensive coaching and the play calling, Cody, needs to be the first thing here. We've been talking about it from basically midway through the season, right? That clearly the offense is not working very well. The Colts finished this year averaging the fewest points per game of any team in the NFL this year. It was one of the worst performances of a whole season that we have ever seen from an Indianapolis Colts offense. What do you think when it comes to this being something that the Colts must address this offseason? Yeah, I think first and foremost, you got to nail the head coaching hire, whether that's an offensive guy or a defensive guy. And, you know, if he is a defensive guy, say he's a D'Amico Ryans or, you know, whoever else you want to put in there. Um, you know, there's a couple other guys as well that are of note. Raheem Morris is another one. Who is his staff that he's bringing over on the offensive side, right? Because with Raheem Morris, he's worked with a couple different you know, teams and, you know, he's kind of gotten some, you know, maybe the, there's a Sean McVay connection, you know, where he has to know some guys uh, that know Sean McVay that could bring that kind of innovative style. But first and foremost, you got to nail the head coaching hire and you got to know, you know, with that, he, who he's going to bring and he's got to nail the assistant coach hire specifically on the offensive side of the ball. So, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, it's critical. You know, it's the first thing the Colts need to do before they even get into personnel. They got to get the right leader in the building. They got to get the right uh, offensive play caller in the building and just uh, the right system in the building, right, to set up what we all would think would be a young quarterback. So, you know, that's the two things that make teams. You look at some of the most, you know, consistent year in and year out teams that are perennial playoff Super Bowl contenders. 
those things they've gotten right, right? They've they figured out the the quarterback and they figured out the head coach. And I think if, if the Colts can do that, they have an opportunity where they can literally go get anybody if they want to at the quarterback position in terms of the draft. And they've been interviewing. They have honestly, Derek, have casted that net very wide. They're taking their time, which I appreciate and I think is smart and wise. They just got to get it right. You cannot, and I repeat, cannot look at all these candidates and settle for a Jeff Saturday type of candidate. I'm sorry, but you just can't. Like you have all these guys that are going to make potentially really good head coaches. You got to nail it. You got to nail it. You got to figure out the offense and you got to just figure out a scheme offensively that's really going to help that rookie quarterback develop into the franchise guy. That's, that's what you got to do. So absolutely, coaching matters. I made a video on my other channel. Be sure to go check that out. Shameless plug there. Uh, but yeah, coaching is so, so important. So I absolutely agree with you there. Yeah, and it, it's not just about the head coaching hire. I mean, the Colts are actively searching for an OC, you know, mm-hmm. and what that in, includes is, you know, it doesn't have to be an offensive-minded head coach to have this right. team be successful. It doesn't have to be. But if you are going to hire a defensive coordinator to be a head coach, you need to know who that defensive coordinator wants to bring in. That's going to be uh, the biggest aspect here. You know, when we talk about Raheem Morris and uh, Martindale and when we're talking about D'Amico Ryans and all these other guys, right? It's You have to think about who do they want to bring in as an OC to back them up, right? Because clearly they don't... Uh, they don't um, quite know how to scheme up an offense the same way. So you need to find that right offensive coordinator to help them out. So that's supposed to be the biggest thing here because play calling duties, I don't care whether it's the OC doing it or if it's the head coach doing it. I don't care. It just depends on who's most comfortable with it. But that's got to be a very important thing because this offense needs to get back on track. And speaking of offense getting back on track, the one thing that the Colts didn't have last year to keep the offense on any kind of track was quarterback play. Uh, the Colts went through every single one of their quarterbacks this last year. None of them really made a difference. So clearly the Colts are hungry for a young quarterback that is going to come in with a new head coach and try to be the next great face of this uh, organization. And Cody, I think it's safe to say that Amongst all things, whether this is number one or number two, bringing in a new quarterback right now is one of the most important things for this franchise right now. Yep. I mean, you look at all the different teams in the AFC. What did they do? They got their guy. They did what it took. They went and got their quarterback, right? Yeah, you you know, Josh, the best teams, Josh Allen, they traded up for him. Patrick Mahomes, they traded up for him, right? All these teams made it a priority. The Colts have to make it a priority too. If they fall in love one of these top prospects, or if they feel like they can, you know, get that guy at four and they they love that guy, I don't care what it takes. Like you got to get him, man. You absolutely have to go get your guy um, because it's the most important position in, in football. Whether or not Chris Ballard wants to admit it, it is. It is the most important position in football, right? That's one of the first things he said when it comes in. He said it's not about one guy. Well, it kind of is. <laughs> uh, we've seen that because the Colts have not had that one guy since Andrew Luck hung it up before the 2019 season. So you got to get your guy long-term and you got to just take a shot, Derek. You have to do that. Like you can't just sit there and be scared and be like, well, you know, he may not pan out. He very well may not pan out, 
But like, I'd rather do it and be wrong than not do it and regret it later. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. and we've seen that already, right? <laughs> I mean, with even with uh, you know guys like Justin Herbert, uh, Justin Fields, you know, some of those guys that the Colts could have gotten if they really wanted to, and if they were dead set, they could have gotten those guys, but they chose not to, and they chose to go with retreads and veteran guys, and it hasn't panned out. And now that's why the Colts are on there. I've lost track of how many quarterback now for the next season in a row. It's just ridiculous. And so they have to do it because longevity and Naheem Hines said it before he was traded, man, it's been hard because, you know, you can, we can debate all, all along how, you know, Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee, but at least, at least they've had a quarterback that's been consistent for years. I mean, we wonder why Tennessee has been so dominant for the most part in the last couple of years of the AFC South is because they have a quarterback that's been there. Right. So, that's just like something that has to happen. You have to have a quarterback that's not just going to be the one to two year solution. It was going to be a 10 to 15 year solution. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and then the next thing that, and I, I personally feel like is the second biggest need from a personnel standpoint is improving the interior of the offensive line. I think, and Cody, I think you share the same sentiment with me on this, that the tackle situation for the Colts seems to be in okay shape right now. Uh, Bernard Ryman showed a lot of great things at the end of the year that showed that, you know, with a, another off season to be, you know, solely focusing on him being the proprietor of that position and getting stronger. I think that he can actually become a much better player at that spot. Braden Smith played a lot better at the end, but clearly the interior, the offensive line is still kind of struggling. You know, Quentin Nelson, we know is going to stick around, but they're going to have to restructure the deal. Uh, Ryan Kelly's name has floated around with, uh, with trade rumors and with the fact that, you know, his health has been in question quite a bit recently. And, you know, Will Fries has been a has been a serviceable right guard, but I don't know if Will Fries is going to be the permanent solution at right guard. I think even if you didn't uh, end up having them be the starter right away, I think that in this draft and free agency in general, you need to improve on the offensive line depth, especially on the interior. Yeah, you're paying that unit how much, and that's the result you get out of that interior. So they got to rework some contracts, maybe you know cut bait with with Ryan Kelly or you know whatever you got to do there. You, you just got to fix some of these contracts and. You'll get some real competition in there at right guard. And, you know, depending what happens with center as well, you know, you got to address that potentially also. So, yeah, I mean, the tackle situation I feel fine with. Um, I feel like moving forward, you're good. But you just, I think you just need to get some young guys in there to compete for that spot with Will Fries and with potentially Danny Pinter if he's, you know, the, the incumbent starter at center this next year and he's going to go into it. Um, we'll see. But, yeah, a hundred percent agree with you in the fact that you got to improve this this interior a lot. Um, and you know how much of that was the coaching early on because you know that unit wasn't great, but I feel like it got better when Jeff Saturday came in. So like maybe you know a legit coach on the offensive side of thing and a legit scheme that can maybe help a little bit more than you know was happening at the beginning of the twenty twenty two season. So, but I still think certainly some personnel is lacking there that you just need to address and you need to, you need to just make sure that you have, you know, 
what you need on the interior to get that young quarterback the time that he needs. Cause I don't really feel like it's that bad. I just feel like it really like had a bad stretch there for like the first half of the season sort of settled in still needs to improve certainly, but yeah, I think, I think definitely interior offensive line is one of the bigger needs for this team, you know, behind obviously quarterback. So definitely it's something you need to improve in. Yeah. And I think that, uh, from the interior, like you said, the, the contracts are going to have to get fixed and for depth purposes, you know, it's weird because Ballard mentioned it in the presser that, you know, he felt confident in the guys being able to reciprocate what was going on around them. And clearly it was the wrong call. Uh, hopefully that insinuates, I think that's going to be one of the biggest things that he does through free agency and draft altogether, Cody. I think you could probably see about three or four different names come in that could legitimately take over different spots on this line because that's how confident they're, that's how Ballard felt about the all lines performances this year. So don't be surprised if he signs like three or four high level guys this year to try and, you know, boost up this O line again. Uh, Another thing we got. So this is something that Cody kind of has been pushing on me for a couple weeks now. And I've kind of been teeter tottering on the idea of it. Um, but I've kind of also thought of this in a different position. And I think it could be thrown to either position here. So I think the Colts need to get a high level wide receiver or defensive lineman to add to either one of those groups going into this year. Now, I will say this, Cody, I talked to you, uh, I think I talked to you, I don't remember whether it was off air or not, but we mentioned how with the with the new quarterback coming in, I even mentioned this with Matt on the stream that we did earlier, that with a new quarterback coming in, and you don't know who that is yet, it's probably, again, going to be very difficult for Ballard to convince a high-level guy to want to come in to a situation where, again, he doesn't know who the quarterback is going to be for them going into the season. Regardless of who your coach is, I don't know if uh, if that's going to be enough for a high-level wide receiver to come in and, you know, want to deal with that. Now, I'm not talking about the Colts going out and getting an elite one. We don't need to go for an elite, but we need a high-level wide receiver in this, uh, whether in the draft or in uh, free agency to try and move uh, this stuff around a little bit because, I mean, Cody, I think you and I agree that, you know, there's some good parts to the, off to the uh, offensive wide receiver corps, but it doesn't seem like it's doing enough. And I don't know what that entails to get that, but we'll see what it does. I feel like personally Ballard probably still thinks the wide receiver group is just fine. Uh, but then that leads with the defensive line group. Uh, we've, we've talked about it several times, how Yannick's contract is up. Quiddy pay has kind of been underwhelming for the majority of this. Dio is just now turning into a decent role player on this line. Just doesn't seem like we have a lot of great edge presence at this moment. You're still searching for that. Yep. Absolutely. You just need somebody to come into both these positions and be the number one. 
you know, and just truly be the guy that everybody else looks to, right? The alpha in the room. Like, you don't have that right now. Um, I think you have some young players that could potentially still, you know, maybe fill that role. But, yeah, you need to go get something. You know, you need to go get one of these positions. You need to just get, a, like, a reliable guy out there, right? And the reality is, Derek, I know Ballard, this is kind of against what he's done. You might have to overpay for a wide receiver. I mean, we all were dogging the Jacksonville Jaguars for paying Christian Kirk what they did. But he was so critical this year in Trevor Lawrence's development down the stretch. So, like, you need to see that and understand, okay, maybe we don't pay a, a wide receiver that kind of money. Right? Maybe we don't feel like the value is that. But if we feel like there's a guy that could help our rookie quarterback, at the end of the day, I get what you're saying about, like, not knowing who the quarterback's going to be. But at the end of the day, Derek, money talks. Yes, and if you're – if you give, you know, offer that kind of money and say we're going to draft a guy that you're going to is going to throw you the ball for the next five to ten years, hopefully, um, you know, maybe that'll be enough. You know, with the larger, you know, you got to out, out, outbid some teams for some of these guys. But if you truly believe in building around your young quarterback, I think that's how you got to do it. I really do. And yeah. you know, defensive end maybe is a little bit. Like you need to find that guy, but I feel like it might be a little harder to do that because pass rush is so much more difficult. But I do think maybe you add a vet or two in there just to kind of help with these two guys. You know, um, you know, we saw what Justin Houston did for the Colts. He wasn't like spectacular. I'm not saying there's going to be a, you know, a bona fide, you know, number one pass rusher Von Miller type of guy out there, right? But what I am saying is there's probably going to be some solid vets that you need that are going to give you some good minutes out there, right? And could potentially help with these guys and kind of be take some of these guys under their wings a little bit, you know, take the, take Dio, take Quiddy and kind of teach them some things. Cause really you look at that room, still pretty young, still pretty young, all things considered. So yeah, I don't know what that looks like exactly, but I still do think you need maybe to add a vet or two in that defensive end room. And I'd feel like a lot better about it um, as a, as a whole unit. Cause I think there's still a lot of tremendous talent there. I just want to see, you know, some consistency from this group. I'm telling you, we could have had Hassan Reddick. We could have had Hassan yep. Reddick, bro. I'm Twice, telling you, man. for two years in a row, I was calling for Hassan Reddick to be on this freaking Colts team. Just had his most productive year of his career. Just finished the year with 16 sacks, played in all 17 games, and forced five fumbles. And I'm recovered three fumble look. recoveries, man. Like he was on fire this year, man. He was insane. And it, like his last three years, I called it even after his last season in Arizona when he had 12 and a half. I was like, go get him for cheap. It's, I don't. Yeah. The Panthers got him for like, for like $7 million. Cody, a guy who just had 12 and a half sacks just went for 7 million. Nobody else got him, went and got 11 uh, sacks the next year. And then Philly just gave him a, a, a halfway decent contract. And he was like top five in sacks this year. Like, I mean, come yeah. on, this guy could have been here. He had he would cost less money than Yannick Ngakwe, and he got almost double the sacks. Like, yeah, Ballard has been very I'll say this. He's been really bad at get defensive end. Like he has been really bad at it. Like, how many guys has he drafted that have busted? How many guys has he let walk, aka Dedico Autry, that he's just let walk for for a little bit less money or a little bit more money than he wanted to pay him? 
like just things like that. And then like, why did, why weren't the Colts all in on Hassan Reddick when they knew they had a need, right? Like, I just don't understand that you could have had him and kept rock, like things like that. That I'm just like, that just, that makes me question. Like, does he know what he's doing, man? Because like, and I get it. There was a lot of teams probably in on Hassan Reddick, but you could have had him a few years ago if you wanted to. It yeah, just seems like really freaking the, deep too. Could have had yeah. it for really freaking deep, man. It sucks. Hindsight's obviously twenty twenty, but it just it sucks because it's like <sighs> we've had opportunities. There, I remember that going into that twenty twenty one off season, there were a ton of pass rushers that the Colts could have gotten if they wanted. They went after z- zero zilch guys of impact, and I don't know why they didn't go after anybody. Like I really still am baffled by that. Yeah, that, that was that was a these real positions. baffled moment, right? We talk about these two positions, right? That the Colts are needing wide receiver and defensive end. That was that free agency class was absolutely full of them, and they just decided to go after nobody. Yeah, he, he decided to build through the draft that year, and that's just. And I don't know. I mean, again, it, it just goes to show you. I mean, is is that going to be something that you know changes with Ballard and? You know, that's another thing we could have almost said honorable mention in this is Ballard changing the way he does things, right? Like, that's an honorable mention here. Like, you know, Ballard's same strategy of, you know, being conservative sometimes in free agency, especially on uh, important positions like, you know, defensive end and, and wide receiver and whatnot. You know, that needs to change and how they approach the draft, you know, it, that needs to change. That could be one thing, but uh, sticking with the topic of it, I think the last thing that we mentioned here, getting additional corners, uh, you, you know that Kenny Moore most likely will not be, even if he is going to be returning to Indianapolis, uh, you can't count on him having a bounce back season because he you know, had a terrible season this year. Brandon Faison should not remain on this team. Uh after this year, I hope they cut him. Uh, so you're going to be in a situation where you need that corner depth right now, Cody. And, you know, Stefan Gilmore, you know, as great as Stefan Gilmore was this year. And, you know, we certainly hope that he would continue to play at that level for the next like two or three years. But that's that's a pipe dream, right? Like we hope that next year, you know, he still plays kind of at that level but we don't know how much longer that's going to go, right? Because he is getting into his mid-30s here soon. I I just don't know how much longer he's going to go. So for me and you, I think that getting some additional corner depth is very vital for this position right now. Yep. Really, the only guy that you know is a potential long-term solution is Isaiah Rogers at this point. So, yeah, certainly you need to go get some corners. Um, You know, Maybe that means signing some vets because – you know, you look at it. If Kenny Moore doesn't return, if Faison doesn't return, I mean, who's your third corner right now? Like Dallas Flowers, Tony Brown. Like you, you need to go get you know some proven vet guys because I don't know how much you're. You know, you talk about all these needs, and it's just like I just don't know with the draft like how much you know you're going to have to give up and how much capital you're going to have this year if you go get your guy at quarterback. Right? You probably won't have a second round pick. You may not have a third round pick. Like who depending, right? You don't know, but like who knows how much you might have or not have. So I think free agency might be a route here, but you certainly have to get more depth at corner. Um, and you got to find some guys that could potentially be long-term solutions. Why not draft a couple more corners that you fall in love with in the, you know, later rounds, mid to late rounds? Like why not? Because you've 
shown as bad as Ballard's been in certain positions, he's been phenomenal at finding secondary players. I mean, Rodney Thomas this last year, Isaiah Rogers a few years ago. Like he can find some dudes that can play some legit good football for the Colts. So I would say, yes, corner is definitely a need. Um, because you look, yeah, beyond this next year, Gilmore is only under contract for one more year and he's, you know, past his prime clearly. You don't really have a lot of solutions outside of Isaiah Rogers right now for corner. So certainly is something you need to address. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our needs, guys. What the Colts must do this offseason to try to get back in contention. Let us know your thoughts on if there's something that we missed that you guys think should be added. If any of these that you don't believe is actually a must, but we would love to hear you guys' feedback. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe. Thank you guys so much for all the support. And as always, go Colts. Yeah.